All right, shall we say good morning, good morning. Let us begin a beautiful daf ahead of us today. Begin by thanking all of our sponsors. To thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Teves. The members of the daf Yomishir for dedicating the Shurim and Joshua's this month in memory of Mr. Milton Martyr. Mordechai David Ben Rafal HaKoyin at Zichron of the Bracha. To thank Yalba Mishpacha for dedicating the Shurim and Joshua's this month. In memory of Yaakov Kapol, Ben, Rabbi Avram, Menachem, Zichron Lebracha. And to thank our Dafyomi sponsors for today, David Gerhardt, in commemoration of the yard site of his brother, Yosef Mordechai Ben Yeshaya Leib, Zichron Lebracha. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, all of the Neshama, Salaam, and Aliyah, and the families, Enechama. With that, let us begin a beautiful daf ahead of us today. So today's daf is paid dollar 84. We are actually going to pick up Emir Sashem on Pei Gimel Amid Beis. Let's pick up, let's pick up two, four, six, eight lines up from the bottom. So we'll say just to reorient ourselves a little bit. So if you remember again, we had a Mishnah. Beautiful Mishnah. The Mishnah said, Konam She'eni Nana Labrios. A woman made a nether, right? So Rachel's married to Ruben, and Rachel makes a nether. What's her nether? That I'm not going to get benefit from any Brios. Any people. Any people. So what's the halacha? So the Mishnah said, Eno Yochel Lahafer. Ultimately, again, the husband is unable to annul the nether. So we'll say there are essentially three statements over here. Statement number one is the nether that she's making. I make a konam right nether that I'm not going to get hana from anyone. That's part one. Part two, part two is her husband is not permitted to annul this nether. Okay? And what's part three? But she is permitted to go ahead and partake of leket, shechecha, and peah. So those are the three parts. Those are the three parts over here of our statement. So now, what we're going to see is an interesting Mishnah about, so, so the Gemara so pointed out, what's the problem? The problem is, it sounds like over here that the reason that the husband can't annul the nether is why? Because he's not included in it. He's not included in it, right? Because again, if he was included in it, he should be able to annul it, because then it would be either, so you should be able to annul it. The fact that he can't annul it seems to indicate that the husband, bless you, is not included. Bichlal brios. Bichlal brios. The, the problem is, then when the third part of the Mishnah says, but she can eat from Leket, Shechah, and Peah, what does that infer? She can eat from Leket, Shechah, and Peah. Why? Why? Because she can't eat of her husband's. Which sounds like that her husband then is Bichlal brios. So now we'll say, now we're going to have three attempts to understand the Mishnah. Here we go. Amr the olam, the olam, the, the back changes this too. The olam bal lav bichlal briosu v'ari katani. So also listen to this. So Ula says, in reality, the husband is not included in brios. He's not included in this statement, in the nether. So the Gemara says, furthermore, so that's why, that's why Allah Chalamais, the Mishnah says, excuse me. Therefore again, that's why the Mishnah says, the husband does not have the ability to annul the nether. Remember, husband can only annul the nether when Rabbi was saying, when? If either A, Inuri Nefesh, or Dvarim Shebeinu This is not an Inuri Nefesh situation, right? And if he's not included in Brios, it's not Dvarim Shebeinu Lebeinu. According to Ula, at least. Therefore, again, So according to Ula, the Gibbish is coming to add in, and furthermore, furthermore, the other reason why he can't annul it is because it's not like she's without support. Where could she glean, literally glean support from? Leket, Shechacha, and Peah. So therefore, Ula's approach is, 
husband is not included in Brios, but even, it almost sounds like what Ula is saying is, even if he was included in Brios, he still couldn't go ahead and know it. Why? Because she has alternate sources of support. Good. That's Ula. Rava Amar Rava says, very situation. Rava Amar, the Olam Bal Biklabriosu. Let's say Rava argues. Rava says, in reality, a husband is included in Brios. So listen to this. Umatam Kamar, and what the Mishnah is saying is a reasoning. Matam in Yachalahafer, so why is it ultimately again that the husband doesn't have the ability to annul the nether? According to Rava, according to Rava, the logic is like this. It's almost like a cause and effect. A husband is included in Brios. He is included in Brios. I so if he's included in Brios, then I both say ultimately again, he should have the ability to annul the nether. So why doesn't he have the ability to annul the nether? Because she has the ability to partake ultimately of Leket, Shechecha, and Peah. Now, what does this mean? Take a look at the Ran for just a moment. So I will say the Ran is two, four, six, eight, nine lines up from the bottom. So writes the Ran, Rava Amr the Olam Baal Umatam Kamramatam in Why doesn't husband have the ability to know the Nadar? Sphirly the Rava, the Afa Gav de Lo Katani, Mashma de Matam Kamar. So we'll say this in of itself, the Ran goes on to really question the Shita, but we're not going to get into this too much. So we'll say, so you see this on the Machlokis. So Rava is saying, husband is included in Brios. I, if husband is included in Brios, so why doesn't he have the ability to another nether? And the answer is, she has alternate means of support, i.e., Leket, Shechacha, and Peya. Comes under of Nachman, last of Nachman Amar, the Olam Bal Lav Bechlal Briosu. Rav Nachman says, in reality, the husband is not included in Briosu. We'll say, Sir Rav Nachman and Ula are of the same opinion, namely, that when the wife, when Rachel makes nether, Konem, Konam, She'eni, Nen, Brios, Husband is not included in that nether. This is what it means to say. It's actually very interesting. So Nachman says, here's what the Mishnah is teaching me. In reality, husband is not Bechlal Brios. Right? He's not included in Brios. Now this makes sense. That also tells me what? That's why the husband can't annul the nether. Why can't he annul the nether? Why not? Nothing to do with him. It's not Inui Nefesh, and it's also not Dvarim Shebeino Lebeino. So we'll say, now watch this. Now here is what is interesting. What happens if Rachel and Ruvain divorce? What happens if Rachel and Ruvain divorce? We'll say, who suddenly does become included in Brios? Husband. Right? Because now he's no longer the husband. He is included in Brios. But what's interesting is that even then, even then, now that husband is included in Brios, She's still okay. Why is she still okay? Because she has leket, shechacha, and peya. So read that again. Rav Nachman, Amr, the Olam, Ba'alab, B'chal, Briosu, Fachi, Katanazim means to say, Niskarsha, if ultimately again, she becomes divorced, Niskarsha, Yechola, Lehanos, B'leket, shechacha, and peya. Go to take a look at the last run on the daf. The run says, Rav Nachman, Amr, the Olam, Ba'alab, B'chal, Briosu, so I will say, this is why the husband doesn't have the ability to annul this nether. Now, what Rav Nachman adds in is like this. Rav Nachman adds in, let's be clear. See, I will say, this is where Rav Nachman argues on Ula. See, Ula's logic is like this. Ula says, 
husband is not Bichlal Brios, but then Ulva says, even if he was, even if he was, husband still couldn't annul the nether. Why? Because she has support from Leket Shechan Peah. Comes around and Nachman disagrees with that. He says, well, he agrees and disagrees. I agree. Husband is not included in Bichlal Brios. If husband was included in Brios, then what? He would be able to annul it. Why? Because the inability of a wife to, to gain benefit from her husband is inui nefesh. Is inui nefesh. I so what does the leket shichan peah come to teach me? Bachi katani. Nisgarsha. So according to Rav Nachman, the leket shichan peah piece is coming to teach something different. In the event that they get divorced, yichola lehanos beleket shichacha upeah. I will say in that case, if they get divorced, she has the ability to write benefit from leket shichan peah. So incredible. According to Rav Nachman, here's the Chiddush. Even though at the time she makes the neder, her husband is not included in the neder because Baal love bichlal brios. But should they get divorced, interestingly enough, husband becomes part of the category or ex-husband becomes part of the category of Brios, therefore she cannot benefit from him. But have no fear. What can she benefit from? Leket, Shechecha, and Peah. And this goes back to yesterday's stuff. Why can she benefit from Leket, Shechecha, and Peah? Because Leket, Shechecha, and Peah are considered to be Hefker. And therefore she's not acquiring that from someone. She's acquiring that from Hefker. And therefore ultimately it would be permitted. Good. So we'll say these are the three different interpretations of the Mishnah. So it says the Gemara, Eisvei, So Rava raised the Kashan Nachman. Now both say, now here's what's interesting. See, pretty much if you want to frame this, you've got Ula and Rav Nachman on one side, because both of them hold Baal, Lav, Bichlal, Brios, and Rava on the other side who holds Baal, Bichlal, Brios. So now Eisvei, Rav, Tav, Pei, Dalet, Rav Nachman, so now Rava raised the kasha to Rav Nachman. What was Rava's kasha? Here we go. Ubal lav bichlal briosu. Is that true? That the husband is not included in brios? Is that true? Vatanan. Rava said, "Listen to the following case." Vatanan. Netula ani min hayyudim. So also we're going to see this case in just a couple of days from now, right? A woman says to her husband, "I am removed from the Jewish people." That's what it is. Netula ani min hayyudim. I'm removed from klal Yisrael. So what's the halacha? Yeah, now, both say, now remember, we, we, we actually referenced this case. And remember again, what does the case refer to? The way we understand it is a prohibition on relations. Right? I'm not permitted to have relations with any Jew. So in the Tulani Minehu, then what's the halacha? Yafer Chelko, the husband should annul his part, so to speak, of that nether. And ultimately, again, he's permitted to be with his wife. However, her nether is in effect. Her nether is in effect for who? For the rest of Klal Yisrael. So fine. So Rav is asking Rav Nachman. Watch this. Rav Nachman, if you're correct, and husband in general is not included in any general statement of people, then ultimately again, then again, I will say, we're going to see how to read this in just a moment. Right? So literally the way it reads is, this is a nether of Inui Nefesh, 
and therefore, ultimately, again, he should be able to annul it. Now, now take a look. Take a look at the run for just a moment. So we're going to see the run and the rush. So we'll say the run is two, four, six, about seven lines in, in the wide lines of the rush, the bottom wide lines. Now watch this. V'i amrit bal la briosu, lama lo hafara, ihu lo havi iser. Now, I will say, the way the Ran frames the question, which doesn't seem to work with the words of the Gemara, the way the Ran frames the question is, what is so we'll say, let's, let's take a step back. Let's take a step back. Right? Rava asks Kasher of Nachman. Let, let's, let's review their respective shitos. Rava holds that what? Rava holds Baal Bichlal Brios. Right? That whenever she makes a general statement about people, husband is included in that. Rav Nachman holds Baal Lav Bichlal Brios. Rava's asking Akasha and Rav Nachman. Here is the case. Woman makes a neder. Netula ani minayuhudim. I can't have relations with any Jews. What does the What does the Mishnah say? What should the husband do? He should annul his part of the neder, and the rest of the neder remains in effect. So So now, according to the Ran, Rav Nach, So Rava's kasha is like this. Rav Nachman, if you are right that a husband is not included bichlal brios, then what? Rava say then what? There should be no hafara necessary in this case because Natula Anivina Yehudim does not include the husband. That's what the Ran says. So look at the Ran again. Why does the husband have to annul anything? The husband is not included in the nether. So I will say the rush. The rush has a little bit. The rush has a little bit of a different, a different version of this. But again, if you look at the rush quickly, it's the same idea. The rush in the rush says the bottom right hand column. The tulanim yehudim. So I say he says demisha eno bichlal brios kam eno bichlal yehudim veim came chelko amaytzarch lahafer faharilo asra atzmo alav. So again, the, the, the rush essentially says the same idea over here, which is halacha lamaisa. What Rav is asking on Rav Nachman is Rav Nachman. If you're correct that a husband is not included bichlal brios or bichlal yehudim, then why does he have to annul his portion at all? To which the Gemara says, shiny hacha. To which Rav Nachman will respond, this case is different. They will say, why is this case different? Why is this case different? Because halacha lamaisa shiny hacha demuchacha milsa dal hetera kaasra nafsha. What Rav Nachman is going to say specifically in the case of Netula Anim in Hayyudim. See, we're interpreting Netula Anim in Hayyudim to mean what? To mean what? I am not permitted to have relations with anyone. Rav Nachman says, when a person makes a neder, what are they doing? What are they doing? They're assuring something upon themselves that wasn't usher beforehand. Now remember again, so let's play this out. Rachel's married to Reuven, right? She makes a nether. I am not going to, I, I make a nether not to, right? it's usher for me to have relations with any Jew. They both say, she's married. A minor detail of marriage is, she already can't have relations with any other Jew. There's actually only one Jew with whom she is permitted to have relations, and who is that? Her husband. So Rav Nachman will say if she's making this nether, obviously, why is she making the nether? Why is she making the nether? To prohibit something which was previously permitted. So if that's the case, then halacha lamaisa, again, Rav Nachman will say, of course, it has to include the husband. 
Because again, I will say that's just in her kavana of the nether making. Take a look at the ran. So I will say again, about eight lines into the Y lines of the ran. Shiny hacha de mucha milsa de ahetera kaasra nafshal the olam baamala bechlab briosu. Rav Nachman will say no. Come on. In general, a husband is not included bechlab brios. Avahacha kishau seres alea hanaz tashmish vaomeres netula ani min hayhudim. Al Karakh Dait Tuhushi Ba Biklali Sura Da Tera Ka Asra Nafsha Debi Isura Lama Lila Mesar Kvar Asura Va Omedas. She doesn't need to take her neder prohibiting herself upon having relations with other Jews because she is already prohibited. She's a married woman. Vikhivan the Lesla Tera Elabitashmish Baila Al Karakh Ikar Nidra Nidra Ikar Nidra Ikar Nidra Hu Lesar Hanaz Tashmish Tashmisho Hilchach Hacha Vada Karakh Ba Bechlabriosu. Shabbos so, said it's interesting. So even Rav Nachman, who normally holds Bal Lav Bechlabrios, will agree that in this case Bal Bechlabrios. Why? Because otherwise, what is the impact of her neder? Say if I will say. So therefore, again, so Rav Nachman kind of answers up this case to Rava and says that halacha this is not a stira to me. So okay, so we'll say so. Let, let's so that, that that closes out this discussion. So again, let's just analyze what it is that we are left with, and what we are left with is halacha a three-way machlokis how to understand the Mishnah, but a more profound machlokis in terms. Well, it's not the same machlokis. The fundamental machlokis in terms of how to go ahead. How to go ahead and understand is bal bichlabrios bav bal lav bichlabrios. So you have again Ula and Rav Nachman saying bal lav bichlabrios. Rav is saying bal bichlabrios. But again, pointing out that even according to Rav Nachman, you could have a case. For example, in the Tula Animin Hayuhudim, where even he would agree that bal bichlabrios in that particular case. So I will say, I'll just point out, how do we paskin, how do we paskin in this situation? We're going to get, we're, we're not finished with the sugar, but I just want to read to you this Rambam. So the Rambam says, in Parak Yud Beis, Halacha Ches, in Hilchos Nedarim, a very interesting halacha, he writes, Bechein im nadra shalom ihanos librios. Right? If a woman makes a neder not to get hanah from people, afa pi she'ein habal bichla. So I will say, the Rambam paskins, like Rav Nachman. Very important. That is how the Ramam is passing about saying this is incredibly important. So now, if we pause here for just a moment, if we accept the premise of Bal Lav Bichlal Brios, then I both say when a woman makes a neder, when a woman makes a neder, not to get hanar from the brios, from people. What does the husband have to do with that neder? What can he do with that neder? What can he do? Bipashtus nothing. Right? Bipashtus nothing. Why? Because if he's not included in the nether, then what? Then what? It's not Dvarim Shebeino, Lebeino, right? And it's not what? It's not Inu Nefesh. And I will say, so again, the Pashtos, it sounds like, again, Tram is passingly like Rav Nachman, and therefore, Allah said, there is nothing for the husband to do in such a nether. But yet, Ramam does something amazing. Listen to this. He Listen to this. Afapi Bichlal. So even though a husband is not included, Bichlal, real. So listen, get ready for this. Wow. That this becomes a nether that governs Now, one second. How does it become a nether of Dvarim Shebeinol Listen to this. Get ready. 
la'achila mishalo bilvad. Now, both say, listen to this. This is fascinating. The Ramam says, when she makes this nether, not to get hana'a from anyone, so I was listening to this. That means soul support falls upon who? Falls upon who? Her husband. So I was saying, I just don't know what this means. Somebody, Ruben's married to Rachel. Rachel makes this nether. Konam, Shinin, and Elibrios. They can't get Hannah from anyone else in this world. So I was saying, someone wants to give Rachel a gift, right? Someone wants to give Rachel a gift. She can't accept. Her parents want to help them out in buying a house. What's Talacha? Can't accept. So suddenly again, the Rambam says, this becomes Dvarim Shebeino Lebeino. Why? Because suddenly now she can't accept any form of help from anyone else, which by definition means that the full responsibility of doing anything for rests solely upon the husband. So I said, this is incredible. So therefore, I just want to point out what's happening over here. So the Rambam, Paskin is like Rav Nachman, namely, that ultimately, again, this type of neder, Konam Sheni Nene Lebrios, Baal is not included in Brios. But whereas in our discussion in the Gemara, the way it worked is, well, if you're not included in Brios, then you have no power of Hafara, because it's not Inu Nefesh, and it's not Dvarim Shebein Olebeinah. The Rambam says, yes, it is Dvarim Shebein Olebeinah, because Halach Halamaisen now, complete support rests upon the husband, and the inability for her to receive any form of help, financial help, from anyone else, is Asr. The Rambam says, well, that becomes Dvarim Shebein Olebeinah. And he goes on and he says, V'cheinim asr sufad. So I'll say, he goes on to Tulam and Eidil, so we'll leave that for a different time. So Halacha Lama the Rambam is passing like Rav Nachman, namely, that husband is not Bichlal Brios, but yet the Rambam passes that this is an annullable head out nether. Why? Because it is Dvarim Shebeinu Lebeinu. Incredible, incredible. Let's go back there. Says the Gemara, Yechola Leharos Beleket Shechon Peah. So remember again, the Mishnah said, the Mishnah said, that halacha lemaisa, she is allowed to partake of leket shichan peah. Now, what was the chiddush of the Mishnah? Chiddush of the Mishnah was that even though she made a nether not to get benefit from anyone, halacha lemaisa leket shichan peah is not considered to be getting hanah from someone. Rather, again, when you enjoy leket shichan peah, who is that coming from? Who is, where is that, or where is that coming from? Hefker, hefker. So, therefore, because you're not getting that from a person. That is not called getting benefits from anyone. So incredible. So says the Gemara. So velokatani, velokatani, ani. Now this was interesting. They both say, what can't she benefit? Or I should say, the Mishnah points out. The Gemara points out. The Mishnah does not include meiser ani. So it says she can get benefit from laket shechacha and peya, but it doesn't say that she can get benefit from meiser ani. Special tithe to the poor. Okay, so the Gemara says, Vatanya, we learned, Vatanya Babraisa, over Maeser Ani. Yet, Ravasa, we learned in the Braisa. Now, again, the Misra Sashas writes, when we say Braisa over here, this is a Tosefta. We learned in the Tosefta that she could even get benefits from Maeser Ani. From Maeser Ani. She so what's going on over here? Can she get benefit from Maeser Ani? Can she get benefit from Maeser Ani? Twitch the Gemara. So, Rabbi Yosef, Lokasha, it's not a contradiction. Ha Rabbi Eliezer, Ha Rabbanon. Both say it's not Lokas. So whereas everyone is taking it for granted, not taking it for granted, everyone is agreeing that Allah when she makes this nether, not to benefit from any other person, she can get her ability to benefit from Maeser. Also remember again, Maeser Ani is the sister tithe to Maeser Shani. Right? Remember again, certain tithes rotate on the six year, I'm calling it six year agricultural cycle because remember again, in year number seven, 
there are no tithes, right? Because everything is hefker anyway. So in the, in the, in the six-year rotation, there are certain years in which Meiser Shani applies. The years in which Meiser Shani, remember again, Meiser Shani is yours. You just have to what? Eat it in Yerushalayim. So on the years in which there is no Meiser Shani, there's Meiser Ani. So now again, I will say, so Machlokes, can a woman who made this type of nadar benefit from Meiser Ani or not? Here we go. It was fascinating. So Sigmar says, Oh God, this man, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Ain Adam Tzarech Likros Shem Al Meiser Ani Shal Demai. So I will say, this is actually very interesting. Okay, let's take a step back. Demai. Right, what's Demai? Produce from an Ama Ares. What's the concern with produce from an Ama Ares? Was it good? Excellent. Was it tithed or not? Right? Was it tithed or not? So comes along Rabbi Eliezer and says, listen to this. When it comes to Meiser Ani of Demai, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to designate it. Now, before you turn the page, take a look at the last run on the page. The run says, when a person purchases produce from an Amaretz, sorry, so we're going to see that when a person goes ahead and buys produce from an Amaretz, he has to take out Shumas Meiser. And I will say, what's Shumas Meiser? Remember again, just if we go through the tides, there's Shuma that goes to a to a to a coin. There's Meiserishon that goes to a Levi. A Levi is then obligated to separate out Shumas Meiser that the Levi gives to the Kohen. So now if I have Demai, I have no idea what's been separated from this, right? That, that's the concern over here. I would say, I just want to point out, Demai is Suffolk. Demai is Suffolk. Demai doesn't mean that we know for sure the Amaretz did not tithe. Remember again, even what does the word Demai mean? Demai, what is this? So it's a Suffolk. Did the Amaretz tithe? Didn't he tithe? So now Rabbi Kutaran says, when a person purchases Demai, so the first thing he has to do is he has to separate out Shumas Meiser. What does he do with the Shumas Meiser? Vinosna the coin, right? He gives it to a coin. Now we'll say, now here's what's fascinating. You've skipped a couple of steps over here, right? So we're, we're, we're separating out Shumas Meiser. Well, one second. What, again, what is Shumas Meiser separated from, or what is it separated on? Meiserishon. So what about the Meiserishon? Now watch this. He says, Umeiserishon Gufei, now we'll say, now Amin Beis, the Ran, Umeiserishon Gufei, yeah, now you have to separate out Meiserishon as well. But what do you do it? What do you do with it? You can hold on to it. You can hold on to it. After you separate, you can hold on to it. Shaharei Mutter Lazarin. And we'll say, watch this. Meiserishon technically can be consumed by non Kohanim. Okay, so now this is absolutely incredible. So we'll say, we're going to see actually. That we assume that, that we assume that Amaret separates that Shuma. Right? Shuma, well, actually, we'll discuss, actually, we'll, we'll discuss that point. So, listen, I watch this. So, now I purchased the mine. I purchased the mine. So, what do I do now? So, the first order of business is I separate out my Serishon. Let's go to the Bavar. I separate out my Serishon. So, I will say, right from the my Serishon, what do I do? I separate out Shuma Smicer. What do I do with the Shuma Smicer? Give that to the Kohen. I give the Shuma Smicer to the Kohen. What, what do I do with my Serishon? Do my serishon, I keep it. What can I do with it? I can eat it. Right? Why? My serishon is mutter to non kohanim. They both say, but one second, doesn't that belong? Doesn't my serishon belong to the levy? This is actually quite interesting. What happens with my serishon of the levy? So now it's on the levy to prove that I owe it to him. 
Why do I say? I'm Otsi Mechavero, Allah Harayah. Levi knocks on my door and says, Hey, I heard that you went ahead and you bought produce from an Amar. It's given my Maizer Yisrael. What do I say to the Levi? No problem. Prove to me that the Amaritz did not tie the produce. If you prove it to me, I'm happily going to give you the Maizer Yisrael. Until then, I'm keeping it for myself. And the Yisrael is permitted to eat Maizer Yisrael as well. Good. Back, back, back up, back up to the run. However, about Maizer Ani, in Sarklahavish, but again, Maizer Ani, you don't have to do anything with. Why not? Listen to this. Maestro Ani, Maestro Ani, once again, see, I will say the whole chap of Maestro Ani is the failure to separate out Maestro Ani does not make your produce tevel. Furthermore, again, there is no death penalty with the consumption of Maestro Ani. Therefore, Rabbi Eliezer says, you don't have to separate it out from the mind. You don't separate out from the mind. That, 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 that's his halakha. So we'll say, so again, in Rabbi Eliezer's demai model, you have to separate out Maisari Shon, but yet you could keep it and eat it. Right? Because the burden of proof is upon the Levi. You must separate out Trumas Maisar. Why? Because Trumas Maisar, say, is punishable by death if consumed by Yisrael. So you got to separate out Trumas Maisar, give it away to the coin, but pretty much Maisari Shon you can keep. Furthermore, according to Biliazer, Maiser Ani doesn't, doesn't, doesn't make your produce tevel. And therefore, again, Rabbi says you don't even have to designate it. So we'll say, so that's the question of here. Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, Ein Adam Tzarech Likros Shem Amaiser Shemi Shaldamai. You don't even have to designate, you don't even have to designate, Maiser Ani, sorry. You don't even have to designate the Maiser Ani of Demai. Of Demai. Good. So I'll say, so now watch this. That's, that's Rabbi Eliezer. The Chums, the Chums, the Chums say, Korishem. The most eventually, the Chums say, you have to designate it. The most say, Korishem means you have to designate it. Take a look at the Ran again. Look at the Ran. He says, V'chamom Korishem, Vadai, so I'm sorry, Dim, Vadai lo hefisho, have tevel. So I'll listen to this. Now, I just want to point out, in Rabbi Eliezer's model, you don't even have to designate it. Korishem means a designation. Right, Rashi points out that Korishem could even mean like saying that the produce on the northeast corner of the, of the pile, on the, on the north corner, is my... According to Eliezer, you don't have to designate. According to Acham, you have to designate. Listen to this. You have to designate and separate it. And if you don't, the produce is Tevel, the Ochel Minakri Bemisa. And the say that Loch is, if you eat untied produce, it's Bemisa. Afapi Shemetuka Magamre. So we'll say, So now I have, I have, I have Dmai. Rabbi Eliezer says, you don't even have to designate Maiser Ani. Chacham say, you must designate and even separate out Maiser Ani. So what's the Machlokis over here? So my love, so we'll say, what's the Machlokis? Here we go, my love. According to the Chachamim who say that a Safek Maiser Ani makes the produce Tevel, Kasavar, Islay Tovas Hano. They will hold that ultimately again there is a Tovas Hano. They will say, now take a look at the rush for just a moment over here. Take a look at the rush. Left hand column, left hand column. So the rush says over here, he says, he says, Kasavar Seiko Eno Tovel, Eno Oser. Mishum Tevel. 
So we'll say, listen to this. So the opinion that says, the opinion that says, Man Damar Tobel. I'm sorry, it's actually changed to, it's actually changed to, um, one second. Right, Sveiko Enotovel. I'm sorry, the back changes this. So the opinion that holds, Sveiko Enotovel. So we'll say, that's going to be Rabbi Eliezer. The opinion that holds, that ultimately, Suffolk Meister Ani does not make the produce into Tevel. Now look at the rush. The Russian just pointed out over here that it's using the Lushan of Sveiko Inotovel, but it also applies ultimately to Vade. But we're going to leave that on the side. We're talking about Tevel right now, so everything is Safe. So watch this. So he says, why is this? So I said, listen to this. The opinion that holds, get ready for this. The opinion that holds, the opinion that holds that the failure to separate out Meiser Ani from Dmai does not make the Dmai Tevel. He holds why? Why is that? He holds that Halacha there is no Tobas Hana. Now I will say, now, just to say what's, okay, take a step back. We're merging two things over here, right? I will say, what's our topic? What's our topic? Our topic is nether. What's the nether? The Rachel made in the Mishnah, what was the nether? Right? I'm not going to get any Hana from people, from Brios, okay? What did the Mishnah say? She could eat Leket, Shechecha, and Peya. What's bothering the Gemara? What's omitted? Maestro Ani. So, interestingly, there's an Abraisa that says she can't eat Maestro Ani. So our Mishnah seems to say, seems to indicate, she can't eat Maeser Ani. The Brisa says, she can eat Maeser Ani. To which the Gemara says, it's a Machlokas. Who's in a Machlokas between? Rabbi Eliezer and the Rabbanon. The Rabbanon say, but what are Rabbi Eliezer and the Rabbanon arguing on? They're not arguing on the Darim. What are they arguing on? Demai. So we'll say, now watch this. Watch how we're going to pull this together. So we'll say, Rabbi Eliezer, what's Machlokas and the Rabbanon? Person purchases Demai. Person purchases Demai. What's their machlokes? What's their machlokes? Do you have to designate Meiser Ani or not? Rabbi Eliezer says, you do not have to. You don't have to. Chachamim say, you do have to. Watch this. According to Rabbi Eliezer, you do have to. So what does it mean you have to? And you're going to have to give Meiser Ani. Which means that what Rabbi say? Meiser Ani possesses Tobas Hana. Since you have to designate it and ultimately give it, you have, right? Meiser Ani has Tobas Hana. What's Tobas Hana? Tovas Hana means that even when you have to give a tithe away, there is a certain Hana that you have in what? In what? You can choose who to give it to. You can choose who to give it to. That is a quantifiable Hana. Get ready for this. According to Rabbi Eliezer, who holds that Allah Chalamaisa, there's no obligation to separate and therefore give Maiser Ani. Therefore, the act of the woman taking Maestro Ani from another person does not constitute an act of Hanal. Therefore, she would be permitted to go out and take it. That's the view reflected in the Brisa. According to the Chachamim who say that you are obligated to separate out Maestro Ani from Demai, therefore what? Well, say, if you have somebody, you have to give it. Therefore what? Therefore what? There's Tobas Hanal. If there's Tobas Hanal, we'll say, then what? That's a form of Hana. That means if the woman makes a nether not to get Hana from Brios, she also can't take what? She also can't take Maeser Ani. Absolutely incredible. So let me say that once more, just to bring this together. Remember, 
What we're trying to figure out is Rachel, in our case, made a neder not to get Hana from people. So the Mishnah said, no problem. She can take like a Shechachah and Peah. They both say, why can't she, right? So let's, so let's play this out. Rachel's married to Ruben. Now Rachel, so Rachel can't get Hana from anyone. She made, she made the neder. She goes to Shimon's field. She wants to take like a Shechachah and Peah. How can she take like a Shechachah and Peah? Isn't that Hana from Shimon? What's the answer? What's the answer? It's not. It's from Hefker. Okay. Now we'll say, what about Maestro Ani? Oh, so is Maestro Ani. So now we'll say, so she wants to go to Shimon's field and take Shimon's Maestro Ani. Can she do that? To which the Gemara says, it depends. It's a machlokas. See, I will say, according to the Rabbanon who say that Shimon is, right? Shimon, even from his demai produce, is obligated to separate out Maestro Ani. Since Shimon is obligated to separate it out, he also has what? The power to decide who to give it to. That's called Tovas Hanna. That would mean that if Rachel were to shop in Shimon's field and take his Maestro Ani, she would be getting Hanna from Shimon and Tovas Hanna. Therefore, it's going to be Aser. That, that, that's the Peshacham. According to Rabbi Eliezer, where Halacha Lamaisa, again, there is no obligation to separate out Maestro Ani. Therefore, when Rachel from Demai, when Rachel goes out and shows up in Shimon's field, and what takes his Maestro Ani, is she getting any Hanna from him? Absolutely not. Why? Because there was no obligation to do so to begin with. Therefore, there's no Tobas Hanah. Therefore, there's no Hanah. Therefore, there's no violation of the Nether. Absolutely incredible. So let's read that inside. So the Gemara says, listen to this. Lamanda, absolutely incredible. Lamanda Amar, so according to the Bach, just to read this according to the Bach. Lamanda Amar, the Amar Sveka Eno Tovel. So the one who holds that ultimately, again, Suffolk Maestro Ani in Demai does not create a Tavel situation. Listen to this. So Islay Tovas Hanah. I should say it's really the back changes it less late tovas right? Remember again, if there's no obligation to designate meister ani, then there will be no tovas So even the less late tovas lo mahanya. She's not getting any benefit when she takes when she takes the meister ani. But according to the opinion that says there is no obligation of designation, incredible. So the Gemara wants, isn't this fascinating? So the Gemara wants to suggest the machlogus between the Mishnah and the Tosefta, right? Our Mishnah indicating that she can't take Maeser Ani. The Tosefta indicating that she can take Maeser Ani is in fact the Machlokis Rabbi Eliezer and the Rabbanon about whether or not there's an obligation to designate Maeser Ani in Demai. Absolutely incredible. Amr Le'abai, Abai says no. Abai says no. The Choli Alma Sveiko Tovel. It's not really true. Actually, everyone agrees that when it comes to Demai, when it comes to Demai, failure to separate out Maeser Ani will make the produce Tevel. Aye, so what's happening over here? The Rabbi Eliezer Rabbanah Bahakim So also, what, what's the Machlokes in the Rabbanah? What's the Machlokes? Here's the Machlokes. Rabbi Eliezer Savar, listen to this. It's fascinating. Lo nech should do amya arts on Maeser Ani. This is how I will say. Do you know why Rabbi Eliezer holds that you're not obligated to separate out Maeser Ani from Demai? Do you know why? Do you know why? Because Rabbi Eliezer holds, they do it. Amya haaretz separate out Maeser Ani. Why do amya arts separate out Maeser Ani? Listen to this. It's great. Kevan de'ilu mifkad nechasei v'havi ani v'havi ani this is great. There is a fantastic loophole when it comes to Maeser Ani. When I say fantastic, I mean like mind-blowing loophole. Not a good loophole, but a loophole nevertheless. So let's listen to this. Anyone could do this. Anyone. This is, this is an exploitable legal loophole, although highly inappropriate. Legal but inappropriate. Listen to this. Let's say I have produce. I separate out Maeser Ani. 
The moment I separate my sonny, what do I do? What do I do? I make all of my property hefker. Well, then the moment that you make all of your property hefker, I'll say, guess what? Who suddenly becomes entitled to my sonny? Moi. Right? I become entitled to my sonny. Because now, I have no property. Well, now that I have no property, I am legally an ani, which means that now I have the ability to acquire my sonny. So, you hear this? This, this is a legally exploitable loophole that, again, is legal but highly inappropriate. Shem Eliezer says, of course Aniyim separate out Maestro Ani. And what do, what, sorry, of course Amiya Aretz separate out Maestro Ani. And what does the Amma Aretz do right after he separates out Maestro Ani? What does he do? He makes his property after and reacquires it. By the way, not such an Amma Aretz after all, right? These Amma Aretz know what they're doing, right? Let's say, it's always great. People always know, like, some important piece of information, right? It's that one nugget. They know nothing else, right? But they know that one nugget that benefits them incredibly. So, so therefore, what Eliezer says, Ami Aretz do separate out Maestro Ani because they have absolutely nothing to lose because there's a way to separate it and then to very quickly reacquire it afterwards. hold. So Nechasei lo mifkit in she. So Rabbanon hold, no, people don't do that. Nechasei lo mifkit in she. People are not going to make their property hefker. Why? The says, Dilma Zachi Bahu in Shiachrina Hilchach Nechshadu. So I will say, this is actually incredible. Rabbanan say, that's a real roll of the dice, right? Because if you go ahead and you make your entire property, your entire estate hefker, and someone is in earshot, because I will say, hefker does require a verbal articulation. You can't just think hefker, you have to articulate hefker. If you do this and someone hears you doing it, that's a real roll of the dice. Sayyid Rabbi said, that's what's happening over here. Sabai wants to say, Abai wants to say, everyone agrees that you have to separate out Maeser Ani from, from Demai. And failure to do so makes the Demai Tevel. So let's not call it Rabbanon. Do Ami Ha'aretz separate out Maeser Ani? Rabbi Eliezer says, absolutely yes. And not because Ami Ha'aretz are pious, but because there is a very easy way to separate and then reacquire your own Maeser Ani through this exploitable legal loophole. Whereas Rabbanon will say no, and Amar is not going to do that because that is too dangerous to make your entire property, make your entire estate hefker. You run, the loose, you run the risk of losing everything if someone else hears what you're doing. And therefore, again, Rabbanon will hold that Amir Aret to not separate at Maeser Ani. Fine. Rava Amar Rava says, Rava Omer, sorry. Khan ben Maeser Ani is very interesting actually over here. Listen to this. And let me tell you outside first. Rava holds, and it's actually quite interesting. Rava holds that there are two different types of Maeser Ani. Which is actually fascinating. There's Maeser Ani that was distributed in a person, from, from a person's home. And there's Maeser Ani that was distributed in the granary. We're going to have say, what's your scheme to Maeser Ani distributed in the, in, the, in, the, in the owner's home, in the owner's home, was dafka given to specific people. As opposed to Maeser Ani, which was distributed in the granary, was often what? Left in the granary, and whoever is poor, just come and take it. So watch this. Listen to this analogy. and said, Rabbi Omer, one case is talking about, so again, remember, all we're trying to do over here is reconcile the Mishnah and the Braisa. The Mishnah, they're both talking about the same case of Rachel who took a neder not to get any hana from people. So the Mishnah says she can't take Maeser Ani. 
the Tosefta says she can take Meiser on you. So Rabbi wants us to reconcile, it's not a problem. The Mishnah that says she cannot take Meiser from, from, right, from Meiser Ani, that's what Meiser Ani, that Meiser Ani dispensed from the produce owner's home. Because they both say that is viewed as an act of giving. An act of giving meaning what? An act of Hanah. Act of Hanah. That's a targeted act of giving from the owner to the Ani. And I will say, because there's a sinam and a satel a lady, the ger, mishumhaki asar this hanuye. I will say, that's called hana. That's, that, that's called the, that, the target hana. In other words, so if Rachel were to show up at Shimon's home and get Meister Ani, that's Shimon, that's the Tobas Hana. That's Shimon tar- in a targeted way giving to Rachel. Rachel made a nether not to benefit from anyone. That's going to be a violation of the nether. As opposed to, that, and that's the Mishnah. That's why the Mishnah omits Meiser Ani from the list of things she's entitled to. Because the Mishnah is talking about Meiser Ani dispensed from the home of the produce owner. She's going to get that directly from the produce owner. That's the Tavas Hano. That's an act of Nesina. That would be a violation of the Neder. Masha'en came the Tosefta. Kan b'Meiser Ani m'schalik b'soch The Tosefta that says she can't take Meiser Ani. It will say, what type of Meiser Ani is that talking about? That's Meister Ani that is distributed from the granary. And I will say, how would you distribute Meister Ani from the granary? You just make a pile of it, and ultimately, whoever wants to take, called right? Whichever poor person wants to take, come and take, come and take. In that case, listen to this. See, I will say, what happens in the granary? See, in the granary, the Meister Ani is more like what? Leket, Shechacha, and Peya. It's just sitting there. It's just sitting there. So effectively, it becomes Hefker for the Aniyim. For the Aniyim. Therefore, again, when Rachel comes and takes that, that's not called Hanah from any particular person. And therefore, it's not problematic. So, so there's absolutely no problem, ultimately, again, with getting Hanah, or there is no Hanah in that particular situation. I will say, I'll point out over here, interestingly enough, the, the Ran points out, the Ran points out, he says that this was often done in different seasons. During the summertime, during the summertime, often Maestrani was left in the granary. During the rainy season, the owner would bring it into the home so that the produce would not rot. So just interesting. So different seasons, Maestrani was given in different times. But Allah Khamai said, this is the reconciliation, or different places. This is the reconciliation between Mishnah and the Brai. So Mishnah talking about a situation where Maestrani is being given from the home of the owner. That's more direct. That's Hanah. Tosefta, which says that Maestro Ani is permitted to this woman, ultimately is when it's from the granary. That's more like like at Sheikh and Peah, where she's receiving it from Hefker. I will say, Shkoyach. All right, Chevron Zoom. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Wonderful day, Shkoyach.